Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode three of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Number one, for this end, Christ did redeem you from the hands of your enemies, that you might serve him in holiness and righteousness, which is the same with walking with God all the days of your life without fear. Luke 1, 74, 75. Number two, the end of the instructions of God's word, which is the light of your feet in this walking, is that it be bound upon your heart continually to lead, keep, and converse with you at all times, Proverbs 6, 21 and 22. Number three, the lusts of your own heart and your adversary, the devil, lie always upon the advantage to hinder you in or divert you from this godly course, 1 Peter 5, 8, so that upon every intermission of your holy care, to please God, they take their opportunity to surprise you. Number four, you are accountable unto God for losing and misspending all that precious time wherein you do not walk in his ways. Ephesians five sixteen. Number five, besides, he that hath much work to do, or that is in a long journey, or is running a race for a wager, hath no need to lose any time. If you be long obstructed in your Christian work and race by sin and sloth, you will hardly recover your loss, but with much sorrow, with renewed faith, and with more than ordinary repentance. Wherefore, when you awake in the night or in the morning, and while you are employed in the day, and when you betake yourself to sleep at night, you must, as David, have thoughts on God and set him always before you. Psalm 16.8, Acts 2.25 when I awake, I am still with thee, saith he. Psalm eighty nine eighteen. And in the night he remembered God. Psalm 63, 6. And his hope and meditation was on God's word. Psalm 119, 147, 148. And Isaiah, in the person of all the faithful, saith, with my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. Isaiah 26, 9. Chapter 2. Of Beginning the Day with God. Section 1. How to Awake with God. In the instance of awaking, let your heart 
be lifted up to God with a thankful acknowledgement of his mercy to you. For it is he that giveth his beloved sleep. Psalm 127 verse 2. Who keepeth you both in soul and body while you sleep. Proverbs 6.22 Who reneweth his mercies every morning. Lamentations 3.22.23 For while you sleep, you are, as it were, out of actual possession of yourself and all things else. Now it was God that kept you and all that you had and restored them again with many new mercies when you awaked. Number two, arise early in the morning, if you be not necessarily hindered. Following the example of our Savior Christ, John 8, 2, and of the good matron in the Proverbs, Proverbs 31, 15. For this will usually much conduce to the health of your body and the prosperity, both of your temporal and spiritual state. For hereby you will have the day before you, and you will gain the best and the fittest times for the exercises of religion and for the works of your calling. Number three, in the time between your awaking and arising, if other suitable thoughts offer not themselves, it will be useful to think upon some of these. I must awake from the sleep of sin to righteousness. Ephesians 5.14, 1 Corinthians 15.34 As well as out of bodily sleep, unto labor in my calling. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. I must therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Romans 13, 11, 12, 13. I must walk honestly as in the day. I am by the light of grace and knowledge to arise and walk in it as well as by the light of the sun to walk by it. Think also of your awaking out of the sleep of death and out of the grave, 1 Corinthians 15.55. At the sound of the last trumpet, 1 Thessalonians 4.16. Even of your blessed resurrection unto glory at the last day. It was one of David's sweet thoughts speaking to God. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with thy likeness. Psalm seventeen fifteen. Number four, when you arise and dress yourself, lose not that precious time when your mind is freshest with impertinent and fruitless thoughts, as is the custom of too many to do. This is a fit time to think upon the cause why you have need of apparel, namely the fall and sin of your first parents, which from them is derived to you. 
For before their fall, their nakedness was their comeliness. Genesis one thirty one, And seeing it, they were not ashamed. Genesis 2.25 It will likewise be to good purpose to consider what the wise providence of God hath appointed to be the substance of your apparel. The rinds of plants, the skins, hair, or wool of brute beasts, and the bowels of the silkworm. The very excretions and superfluous apparel of unreasonable creatures, which, as it doth magnify the wisdom, power, and goodness of God in choosing and turning such mean things to such excellent use, so it should humble and suppress the pride of man. For what man in his senses would be proud of the badge of his shame, even of that apparel for which, under God, he is beholden even to plants and beasts. Now also is a good time to call to mind what rules are to be observed that you may dress yourself as becometh one that professeth godliness, namely one that your apparel for matter and fashion do suit with your general and special calling. 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10, and with your estate, sex, and age. Deuteronomy 22, 5. Number two, that your apparel be consistent with health and comeliness. 1 Corinthians eleven fourteen and 15. 1 Corinthians 12, 23. Number three, that you rather go with the lowest than with the highest of your state and place. Number four, that the fashion be neither strange, immodest, singular, nor ridiculous. Zephaniah 1.8. Number five, that you be not over curious or over long, taking up too much time in putting it on. Number six, neither the making nor wearing of your apparel must savor of pride, lightness, curiosity, lasciviousness, prodigality, or base covetousness, Isaiah 3, 18 through 24. But it must be such as becometh holiness, wisdom, and honesty and such as is well reported of. Philippians 4, 8, 1 Corinthians 11. Number seven, follow the example of those of your rank and means who are most sober, most frugal, and most discreet. While you dress yourself, it will be seasonable and profitable also by this occasion to raise your thoughts, Revelation 3.18, and fix them upon that apparel which doth clothe and adorn your inward man, First Peter 3.4, which is spiritual.
and of a divine nature, which never is out of fashion, which never weareth out, but is always the better for the wearing. Think thus. If I go naked without bodily apparel, it will be to the shame of my person and to the hazard of my health and life. But how much more will the filthy nakedness of my soul appear to the eyes of men, of angels, and of God himself? Revelation three seventeen. Revelation 16, 15. Exodus 32, 25. Whose pure eyes cannot abide filthiness. Habakkuk 1.13, whereby my soul will be exposed to most deadly temptations and my whole person to God's most severe judgments, except I have put on and do keep on me the white linen of Christ's spouse, the righteousness of the saints, Revelation 19.8, that is, Justification by faith in Christ and sanctification by the Spirit of Christ. And because every day you will be assaulted with the world, the flesh, and the devil, you will do well to consider whether you have put on and do improve your coat of mail, that complete armor. Prescribed, Ephesians six eleven through eighteen. This concludes episode three of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk. <laughs>